0: Tarlhurst End Podcast. By Reading fans, for Reading
1: fans. Hello everybody and welcome along to the latest Hurst End Podcast Extra. No hard open today. We're going to get straight into it because so much has been happening about the football club that we know and love. My name is Dan Wimbush. I'm delighted to be joined tonight by the Chronicles James Earnshaw and by Reading Today's Andy Preston. Gents, thank you both for taking the time to join me tonight before... We get into all of the news and of course there is plenty of it. I'm going to start with at the very end, which is the latest statement from Reading Football Club in relation to the ongoing events around the ownership and the protest of the weekend and all of that. So we're just going to read out this statement ad verbatim. Um, as it was published today, it says the owners of Reading FC appreciate and understand the concerns of its loyal fans and partners in the community. They know how much the club means to all concerned and share their desire for the club to have a sustainable and successful future on the field. They, however, regret the action taken at the Port Vale match and implore fans to engage in no further disruptions to either home or away fixtures. Mr. Dye has agreed that he will look to sell the club at the earliest opportunity and he's engaged lawyers to assist in the disposal. Nigel Howe will assist the lawyers in leading the process, coordinating the potential buyers and to provide access to information that is available. The EFL are fully engaged in the process and they're being kept informed on a regular basis and are committed to supporting the club in finding the appropriate solutions as quickly as possible. We ask in conclusion for our fans to keep faith in the club and to know that the owner's making every effort to finalize its sale at the earliest opportunity in return the owners commit to communicating substantive developments when they are able to do so so some more pr coming out of the club james when you first read this statement that dropped uh, a few hours ago recording this about eight o'clock on tuesday night james what was your reaction to it
0: same as always isn't it really i mean it's probably the third one i think we've had this week um it doesn't really say a great deal. I guess Nigel Howe's name being firmly obviously put in the limelight is, is the main thing, a figure that, you know, we know where he is and how to get hold of him and, um, you know, can, can speak English, which, which is always a help. Um, so I guess that's the next figure that we can, can get at and, and speak to and, and try and get him to sit down and explain what's going on. But other than that, it's um, you know, it remains to be seen. Actions speak louder than words. Um, you know, there, there should have been lawyers really on the scene a long time ago, um, you know, if the sale was has been going on for six months or so. Um, so the fact that they've set, taken this long to explain that they're now here and that's what's going on, um, you know, kind of leaves question marks of what was happening before that. Um, but, you know, there's fans obviously rightly uh, concerned and, and probably don't trust them. Um, so, yeah, we just got to wait and see, I guess, another um, suck it and see um, but yeah, it gives us, gives us another figure to try and chase down and, and get an interview with.
1: Andy, what have you made of the communication from Reading Football Club since the abandonment on Saturday, of course? Dayong Pang, we, we heard a very brief interview with him on Talk Sport. I think that was on Monday as well. And this is the second statement in a, in a couple of days, as James said, that we've seen from the club. I mean, what have you made of the club's attempt, I guess, to put their side of uh, of all the events forward?
2: Yeah, I guess they had to put something out. Yeah. Um... The fact that we've heard from them a few times now is interesting. Um, but like James said, actions definitely speak louder than words, and that's what we need from the owners right now. And it does beg the question, what, what has Di been doing all this time for the last six months or so? If only now he's saying that he's you know, willing to sell the club at the earliest opportunity, That that's something that should have happened months ago. Um, and yeah, also like James mentioned, I think, The bit about Nigel Howe being involved, I think that's the first official confirmation we've had on that. So that's something interesting to take from it. Um, But yeah, it's a situation that will be ongoing. We'll have to see how it is. And, you know, again, like James said, we can't can't really trust the word that comes out of the owner's mouth. So, you know, they, they can make these promises all they want, but we need to see action.
1: Absolutely. And time will only tell um, what is right and what is not. So let's move from the actual statements uh, that they've been putting out. Let's talk a little bit more about possibilities and sort of rumour and possibly stronger than that. I mean, James, what are you hearing kind of on the the latest to your understanding, either kind of before or or after Saturday's events in terms of a takeover? Do we think that there are still parties actively engaged in talks?
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we had a we had a press briefing with the EFL, uh, which me and Andy were both invited to. And the EFL said that there was two or three um that they are aware of. Obviously, Matt Slater from the Athletic, who who was quite hot on um, South End when they were going through their troubles. He said today he knows of at least three. Um so you know, there are parties out there. Um, you know, obviously NDAs and, and, and whatnot um will will prevent people from sort of being able to come out at this stage um but it's all pretty meaningless and if die isn't willing to to converse and, and engage you know um we've had tons and tons of of interested parties in the last few months that haven't heard back or you know were shut down pretty quickly from die um so you know it's, it's the ball is firmly in his court there are people interested in buying reading football club there have been for the last seven months you know, now it's it's up to Die and his party whether they want to take it forward, and that's ultimately where we are. We're in the hands of hands of someone that we don't know what he's going to do and what
1: his motives are. Andy, if fans, you know, and myself, obviously a, a fan, they're kind of about uh, close to rock bottom as you can feel um, after Sassy, albeit an immense sense of pride and uh, with how the fans stood up for what they believed in, but. The fans were rock bottom on Saturday. Do you think we're in any kind of a better position as we sit here on Tuesday night?
2: That's a great question. And um, I'd say, yeah, maybe slightly, a slightly better position just because, you know, we've seen the strength of the fan base and what they can do, the national coverage they've got from that. And I think that can only lead to good things. Um, The most promising thing to come out of that EFL press conference was that they did confirm that there are interested parties. Um, of course, you know we have to take it as it is at the moment, and we don't know how far along those discussions are. And like James mentioned, those discussions have been ongoing for months as well, and we haven't seen enough progress. But um, yeah, I think while there are interested parties, you know, hopefully we can see some development soon enough, and you know, some action taken.
1: I mean, you can tell how much of a long week it's been. I'm sitting here saying Tuesday night and it's Wednesday night. Um, this is the pain when you don't have a regular nine to five, Monday to Friday job, Jen. So I apologise for that. Um, it is Wednesday night as we record this, I do, I do assure everybody. Um, speaking of the EFL, of course, a lot of the talk as well has been about potential punishments. What kind of sanctions Reading may face? I mean, Andy, what kind of punishment have the EFL kind of given any hints as to what may be uh, incoming for Saturday's events?
2: No, they they really didn't. We we posed that question to them last night and they very much made it a case that, you know, it's it's an ongoing investigation and although, you know, they they want to go after the owner rather than the club, they still have to, you know, put into play those regulations and they can't can't accept people going on the pitch. So it seems like there probably will be some kind of punishment coming Reading's way, unfortunately, Um, whether that will be points or um, just a fine. We don't know. Um, looking back on Blackpool a few years ago, I believe they had uh, uh, suspended three points from a pitch invasion. So I guess that's that's the case study we can take from it in a moment. But um, yeah, it seems up in the air, but I hope we can just pray that they don't punish the club directly.
1: I mean, James, do you get the sense that the EFL have thrown everything they've got at this. Now, is there any more they can do to kind of sort of get Di out of the club and get the club moving forward?
0: Yeah, that was very much the uh, most demoralising bit of the whole briefing. Was basically the the the, the, the um, suggestion that there's nothing left for really the EFL that can do. Um, you know, it's, it's a private business; they can't force him to sell. They can disqualify him, but there's actually no real sort of punishment if he doesn't listen to what they want him to do it's kind of a you have to sell in 28 days what happens if you don't sell well you just kind of hope he's going to sell well he's not sold in the last seven months so why is he going to suddenly sell in the last 28 days um, so I, I don't think the EFL are going to be a great help I mean yes they're sympathetic and hopefully the punishments from now on can be sort of directed more towards him than us but you know they've got a you know they've got rules they uphold and there's only so much they can do for now until this regulator comes in and hopefully in the in the in the future things are different but um it doesn't really help us in our current state a great deal
1: well look let's hope for everybody's sake that we do hear positive movement on the takeover front and towards new ownership and uh, and I said hopefully the sanctions against the club are don't negatively impact us on the pitch because we are still in the midst of this uh, you know survival fight And I mean, I would say things took a blow today, but they kind of didn't at the same time because, I mean, James, we heard the news officially confirmed by the clubs that Tom Holmes has joined Luton on a permanent deal. However, he has been loaned back to Reading for the remainder of this season. I mean, first of all, James, have you got any idea how much Reading made for Tom Holmes?
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's about four hundred to four hundred and fifty grand, which I guess in in the position we're in, um, you've got to take it. Um, But saying that, are we ever really going to know where that money's going? Is it going straight into the back pockets of Die? Is it going to be reinvested or kept not reinvested but kept aside to pay the bills and keep the club afloat? We'll never know the answer to that, I don't think. Um, But you'd like to think it's going to stay in the club coffers. Um, you know, now that that money's sort of in, in the UK account rather than having to wait for money to be sent across from a Hong Kong account. Um, But yeah, so I mean, it's it's a decent move and it's a great move for him. I mean, you know, he's done incredibly well to get a Premier League move out of it, whether or not Luton are a Premier League club when the t- by the time he comes around to actually joining them. You know, we won't know, but I mean, it's a, it's a good move for him. He's a good age. He's had a decent stint at Reading since coming up and hopefully he's a key role of the next six months to keep us up.
1: Yeah, and Andy, you'd like to think that obviously Tom would have had a say in the decision to come back to Reading on loan. So it does kind of really boost the club for these next six months because he'd finally sort of come into a, a little bit of form. But the other side of the equation and the other player that caused the anger going into this game was, of course, the future of Nelson Abbey. Do we are we any closer to discovering whether he will be moving on?
2: I think it's probably likely. Unfortunately. Um... It seems for the moment that talks of Luton are on hold or that he's rejected that move. So, um, well, I I guess you can take that as a positive for now because hopefully they're going to have him around for Saturday's game. But, um, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him move on because there's going to be plenty of interest. Um, Ruben Sellers on Saturday, you know, admitted that there's been interest from another Premier League club and clubs from abroad too. So they're going to find it really difficult to hold on to him. Um, even if he has a desire to stay at the club um, you know for, for his sake he's only got six months left on his deal so in his interest it might might be to stay with Reading for six more months and then get a move on a free in the, in the summer um, so we'll have to see how that one plays out um, as for the Tom Holmes situation it's an odd one isn't it because for quite a few months he was completely out of the picture um, we've only recently seen him come back into the first team fold and I think Like you mentioned, he has come into some really good form and helped stabilise the team. So, yeah, it's positive that he'll be here for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, I remember people who were watching him play for the uh, under-23s earlier in the season when he was kind of frozen out saying, you know, he looked like one of the weakest players on the pitch during that time. So it shows what confidence could, I mean, he was obviously subject to lots of interest in the past. I think there was talk of a move to Nottingham Forest. I think Blackburn were on the scene at some stage as well. So it's a player who has been highly thought of at stages. But yeah, it's, it's convenient timing and a lot of the irony as well that my fellow Tallestown podcast host, I think Ben, pointing out the fact that he was jettisoned after the Port Vale away game and, of course, just after the Port Bell home game is uh, when it turns out like he gets his permanent move. So, again, a funny old game football is. But, James, lots of talk around potential other departures. Uh, when Of course, rumours and the whistleblower accounts from Self Before We Die and, and your own, of course, journalism as well. Talk of other players going. I mean, Robbie Savage even confirmed the club had had bids from a couple of clubs in for Charlie Savage. Where do we sort of stand on any other potential outgoings? Is there anything developing on that front?
0: Yeah, I think that I think any player currently in the Reading team is probably <laughs> on the phone to their agent, seeing if there's any club uh, that's going to interested in taking them. It's not a nice place to work or a nice place to be. It's horribly in, um, unstable for the players. Um, obviously, all the players that came in in the summer, it's not the club that they thought they were joining. Um, it's not the club, to be fair, that we thought we were going to be covering six months down the line. It's a lot worse than any of us could ever have imagined. Um, but, you know, Sam Smith told us publicly at one of the press conferences that he felt he was kind of, you know, missold the club and it's not what he joined. Um, so it definitely wouldn't surprise me with the interest he had from other teams in, in the summer, um, whether he thinks, you know, what, sod it, cut, cut my losses. Um, you know, he's he's, had, he's been great for us. But, you know, I'm sure there won't be other, um, won't be a shortage of other clubs looking at him after his first half of the season. If he can get a good move. Like Sir Lewis Wing, Harvey Nibs have all had very good seasons. Um, you know, so it's just down to the agent, I guess, and what teams come in for them. There might be some offers that are too good to turn down. I, I don't think Red are in a position to turn down money for um, for players at all, no matter who they are, really. I mean, and, and and, you know, Mark Bowen and the likes will, will be fighting hard, I'm sure, to keep the squad together. Um, But I guess the the club coffers might have to come ahead of the demand of of the footballing side of the team. Um, We hope not. And there's nothing sort of, um, you know, to my knowledge, that's close for anybody. Um, But it's football and uh, it definitely wouldn't surprise me to see another three or four leave uh, between now and beginning of February, unfortunately.
1: I mean, Andy, what's the kind of vibe that you've got from players uh, in the wake of Saturday? I don't know if you've had the chance to actually speak to any of them, or even kind of in the build-up. As as James mentioned, we kind of heard Sam Smith talking kind of openly. I know Tom McIntyre did a podcast appearance as well, where he was talking about the, the real struggles at the club. I mean, what? how do you fit the sense that, that the playing group are feeling in the wake of, of all of this?
2: Yeah, that's a really interesting point. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to speak to any since Saturday, but I think the general vibe is that they're very much with the fans and are just as frustrated. You know, you've got to remember for some of the months their wages hadn't been paid and had been paid late. And, you know, they're in a really unstable environment. Um, and that, that's not nice for anyone to work in. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're incredibly frustrated and, you know, they, they want a the sale of the club as much as anybody. Um You know, because it's not easy to perform on the pitch when all the things going on behind the scenes aren't right. So, um, yeah, I think it would only help on the pitch matters for their sake if something's resolved soon.
1: I mean, we have to you know, focus now back to on the pitch matters. Of course, it's Wigan at the weekend. I mean, James, it's a difficult game at the best of times, although Wigan didn't exactly cover themselves in glory when they came to, uh, to the SCL. A few weeks ago. Do you get the feeling that this might be a, a galvanised group that go there with a point to prove or are you worried that, that you know the ongoing noise around players' futures, the club's future and everything might lead, uh, lead to a, an adverse reaction?
0: To be honest, I haven't given a single thought about the game coming up on Saturday and it wouldn't surprise me if the players haven't either. It's been one of those weeks, one of those months really, where everyone's just battening down the hatches and focusing on the club even existing beyond this month, never mind beyond this season. Um, who knows? It could go one or two ways, as you as you mentioned earlier. Um, you know, I'm forever the pessimist. Eor, uh, I, I I struggle to see how the players will get themselves up for it when there's been so much going on this week in particular. But there's been so much going on all season, and they've you know rallied, and I think they're six or seven unbeaten now um, in the league. So you know, who knows? It's a it's a tough away game, but you know we've been stronger on the road than we were before. Um, you know, over five hundred already sold um in advance, and probably another hundred or so traveling up on the day with no more tickets available today or tomorrow. So a decent crowd up there. You know, maybe we can spring a surprise. Um, you know, they're not in great form. They're around us, sort of um with their points deduction as well. They're sort of at the bottom half of the table. So it's a kind of game you've got to be looking to get something from. Um, but you know, we'll see within the first five or ten minutes whether they're up for it or not. I mean, I'm going to
1: end, there are obviously so many moving parts to this question and I know it's impossible to answer, but sitting here now, if, you know, I handed you a, you know, a free, a free 10 pound bet. And I said, you have to go one of two ways. Andy, would you say that Reading Football Club, regardless of what's going to happen off the pitch, but I'm just focusing on the pitch. Do you think Reading will be a league one club based on what they do on the pitch anyway, by the end of this season?
2: If there's no more points deductions, yeah, I'm pretty confident. Um, as we sit right now with the squad, yes. Um, in a month's time, the squad could look quite different. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of a difficult one to judge. Um, if they don't lose any more than you know two or three more first team players, I think I'd be fairly confident the Reading can stay up. I think what they've shown over the last couple of months is that. They are better than a lot of the teams around them. Um, you know, I think they they've shown that when they beat Carlisle and beat Exeter. Um, yeah, I think they're more than capable of beating a lot a lot of sides in this division. Really, um, you know, you know, Tom Holmes is going to be here for the rest of the season, as it stands. Nelson Abbey is, of course, that can change very quickly. Um, but if they were to lose someone like Lewis Wing or Sam Smith, I think they're absolutely vital. If you can hold on to them, I'd be really confident in saying Reading will stay up. But if you lose your goal, you know, your main goal output from Sam Smith or main creative player in Lewis Wing, then things could look very different.
1: And James, yeah. what about yourself? Um,
0: <laughs> same as that, really, as Andy said. Um, you know, I'm, I'd. I'm, I like to be the sort of downbeat one that maybe gets surprised when they surprise me. Um, so I'd probably say no. I just think there's too many things going against us at the minute. I'm not sure what this HMRC kind of um, meeting is going to bring us. I think one more point seduction will kill us in terms of mentality and in terms of points on the board. So I think there's too many um, sort of unknowns to, to bet any size of money on us staying up. Um, but as Andy said, the team as it is right now, it's good enough to stay up. It's good enough to be a mid-table team in League One. And I think Sellers has finally found a, a formula that's getting the best out of them. So as things are right now, at this very second on the pitch, then yeah, we should stay up. Um, but I just think that there's too much that's going to trip us up. That Eventually, I think we might just fall a bit short. But providing we still exist next year to even play in League Two, then I'll take that the way it is.
1: Yeah, I think from my my fans' point of view, I think that's just where I am now. I I think division almost seems... You know, irrelevant at this point. It's you know, if you sit sit here and offer me right now, okay, you're going to be a League Two club, but you're going to have an owner that knows what they're doing and has got a plan that that I'm happy to go back on that journey. It's the it's the it's the uncertainty, and I think that's the biggest thing that's that's hurting Reading fans everywhere right now is that whole feeling of and, and the the big word that I used earlier, that helpless helpless feeling. But you know, I'll I'll finish with a, a bit of a wider question. I mean. What's your reactions been to sort of the wider footballing community? And of course, we saw so much reaction on sort of Sunday, Monday. But already, it kind of feels like the news cycle has moved on. I mean, the Everton and Nottingham Forest FFP news in the Premier League seems to have swallowed that back up and moved on. Are you? I mean, what confidence do you have that you know this attention will do sort of long term good, Andy?
2: Um, yeah, that's a good point to make. Unfortunately, that's the nature of football that things move so quickly. Um, but I have been really, you know, it's been so heartwarming to see the reaction from most football supporters have been really supportive and sympathetic, um, you know, even across, you know, clubs of all divisions, um, because I think they're just so aware this could happen to anyone, any football club could find himself in the situation that Reading are in. Um, But yeah, yeah, is it going to do good for the long time I think it will because you know the eyeballs are on Reading now people will be interested to see what happens in the next few games whether there'll be more protests or not you know what happens with the ownership situation I think people will take a keen interest now to see what will happen at Reading so hopefully that will keep them in the wider news for a bit longer
1: and James what have you made of all the reaction and what we can expect going forward
0: yeah, it's been nice. It's been nice to see the football family obviously come together. You're always going to get uh not very nice fans of every club. We have them as well. Um, you know, so you can't expect everybody to to roll on out the sympathy card. Uh, it's just horrible. It's even come to this. I don't want other clubs to feel sorry for us. I want to, you know, shout at them for having a horrible striker that's you know shushing you or whatever. I don't want to have to sit, sit have them sat there and you know feel sorry for us and pity us. But that's where we are at the minute. It's obviously. Nicer than, than being shouted at and being abused. Um, as as you say, it'll always be a bigger story than us. Eventually, it was great to have it for as long as we did on the Sunday and the Monday. And eventually, when things move on and there's a new story to add to the current revolving situation, um, but I'm sure we'll be back. Um, you know, there's, we've had loads of um, sort of news outlets, nationals, and Sky and Talksport and, and whatever else, and they'll obviously want to keep across it. And when the next sort of development comes, and they'll jump back on it again. Um, so yeah, it's been good, and hopefully, you know, we can be a force. You know, we with everybody watching a force for good for football in general. You know, South End was a big story; everybody watched. Berry was a good story that everybody watched. Obviously, didn't end well, but everybody was watching it and got behind him. And hopefully, horribly, we're the next one. But hopefully, we're more of a <coughs> more of a South End than a Berry.
1: Yeah, you really hope that the kind of conversation we're having right now. Uh... That that grainy montage that you see at the start of a film that's going to get made in ten fifteen years time about the you know the, the, the rise the fall and rise of of Reading Football Club and you know we're all sat here talking you know with slightly more grey in our hairs about the time. We had to cover such things, but um, look, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, talking to the two of you. I said just before we, we started hour, I'll say it again for the record. I think both of you can be very proud of, of all the work that your publications, especially yourselves, have done. Sort of fighting the fight before this was even sort of national and international news. So credit to the both of you. I know there is specials coming out in both of your publications tomorrow. Talk to us a little bit about that. James, I'll start with you.
0: Um, yeah, so fine, finally, uh, the stuff that I do has been promoted from the back page to the front page. Um, so we've got, obviously, the front couple of pages, two pages are spread on the inside, and then my weekly eight-page supplement, which I do every week regardless, is now obviously solely protestant and future-related, loads and loads of pictures of people on the pitch and interviews with former managers and chairman and, and whatever else. It's not a particularly cheerier, uplifting read, but it's an important read, and it's one that... I'll you know, go out and, and get myself and, and keep. And hopefully, as you say, in five, six, seven years' time, we can look back and think, thank God that's over as we sort of progress on to the next division and the next challenge of our rise back towards the Premier League or even to be another boring championship team for 10 years.
1: Excellent. And where can people check out your work and that, of course?
0: Obviously, the Reading Chronicle website, um, regularly updated with stories. And then um, from any, any good seller of, uh, of magazines and papers, I guess, in the Reading area, uh, stretches as far as bracknell and some places and slough as well um so yeah all the all the major all the major supermarkets
1: and, and and local shops as well excellent stuff and andy what about yourself
2: yeah so reading today um we've got a wraparound front this week uh you know, showcasing the protests and an inside spread too um of course all good stuff on the website as well and reaction from sir john brian uh kelly chambers um a whole host of people um a whole host of people that have been talking about it in the national media too so um yeah it's certainly going to be a historic edition to pick up um and like James said hopefully one we can look back on in a few years and you know see the happy ending that we've had um fingers crossed so yeah
1: absolutely and and again I'd very much encourage everybody out there to go and pick up copies of both if you can possibly get your hands on it. If uh, this week has show more than ever why it's so important that we support local media the best we can, and of course if you can't I realize times are tough and stuff like that, give these guys a follow. Andy Preston ninety six, James you are find to find a Twitter handle. J- what James underscore e eighty seventy one. As as he's mute, as he's muted himself there, he's so excited. <laughs> he's so yeah, excited yeah, to have himself on mute.
0: <laughs> yeah, James underscore E 1871.
1: Perfect stuff. Go follow them both. I am at Wimby. And of course, you can follow us all on at the Tilehurst End. Now, we've already heard Ross and Ben. They were on earlier this week with a fantastic show, sort of recapping their thoughts on the actual protest itself and their thoughts on the club. Of course, everything's moving so very, very quickly, but I still encourage everyone to go check that out. They'll also be back again a little later this week with a very special show, getting the Port Vale perspective as well. Uh, and of course, there's been some really good things that have come out of the the kind of new bond between our two clubs with the John Rudge statue and stuff. So they'll be getting the Port Vale perspective on Saturday's events and a very special show. You can look forward to that on our Twitter feed. Thank you once again to our exceptional sponsors, ZCZ Films and at Foot Coaching, Foot in Review. Of course, if you are hyped and excited for Team of the Year, In EA FC 24, go and check them out, footcoaching.com. And you want to hear me ramble about FC 24, uh, check out the Foot in Review podcast. Um, I'm a bit more cheery because I have some nice things uh, going on in that game as opposed to on the pitch events. But um, I still try and get some Reading references in there. I can with all the Reading players that I'm uh, evolving in that game. But enough of that. Gentlemen, thank you both very much Lee, for your time. Uh, it seems that especially Andy, every time we get you on, something dramatic is happening in the world of Reading. I really look forward um, going forward with both of you to the time when we can just be talking about whether, you know, who should start in the midfield. Should it be Charlie Savage or, or Michael Craig, <laughs> something like that? I just, just, just want to get back. You know, I, I tweeted just before this game. Remember when the biggest controversy at Reading Football Club was whether people like DJ Mega Party? <laughs> at half-time. Um, simpler times. Simpler times. Um, but, gentlemen, thank you both very much indeed. Again, go pick up Reading's Day and the Reading Chronicle and I will speak to you both again very soon. Thank you. Nice one. Cheers, Dan. Take care, everybody. Get social with the boys. Find them on Twitter at The Tarhurst End and Facebook.com forward slash The Talhurst End.